Hi, guys. Welcome to the Shift with Intention podcast. I'm Jamie Zagrafis, your host. And today's guest, we have April Abenizio. And April, welcome. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yes. Uh, April is the owner of a medical thermography clinic. She's a number one international bestselling author, and she is also a wife, mom, and a Mimi. So let's hear a little bit about April so our listeners can know who they're learning from today. Well, I've been married for almost 25 years. This August, it'll be 25 years and have two beautiful daughters and uh, an amazing 16-month-old granddaughter who's my buddy. (laughs) She's beautiful. Uh Um, I do own a thermography clinic here, very into holistic health, very passionate about um, helping, you know, my patients find optimal health, um, which a lot of times starts with what they find in thermography. So that's a big passion of mine. I love to stay active. I love to golf. I like to play pickleball like to take long walks, be on the beach, just anything outside. I love it. And April's very good at pickleball. So (laughs) if anybody needs a pickleball partner, um, yeah. Is that, was Ostia the first time you played pickleball when we? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So April's very talented. And since pickleball is a new thing in St. Louis, maybe you'll get a partner out of this. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> so um, just for our listeners, April and I met about five years ago or so at my Osteo Strong. A, f- a mutual friend, Chris, introduced us because of my story of breast cancer in April's thermography business. And yeah, so we we met out of the gates and we were the owners of a holistic chamber of commerce. And that was our first experience of adventure together. Um <laughs> Yeah. So, and then, you know, April, I, you know, obviously we've become friends and all that and just be in the journey of being friends, you know, we got close and all that. And I knew things that were going on in your life. And so when I decided to put shift together, I was so intentional in my mind of wanting you to be in the book. Um, so Tell us why you did choose to be a yes, because I don't know that it was a yes on our original call. It was a definite no. (laughs) When you approached me, I mean, I, you know, I, it's just not my thing, right? It's not my Uh thing to, to share my personal details, I guess. I'm a very private person, but, um, I listen to you because I love you and um, I listen to the reason you are doing this and really tugged at my heart when we were chatting. And um, I, you know, I it just had a gut instinct like, oh no, I like, I'm going to have to do this. <laughs> so I didn't want to, but I felt like it made such an impact in my life you know, my shift, um, because Mm -hmm. I knew exactly what you were talking about, a shift in your life that had just happened not too long before, you know, this all came about. So, um, I think after listening to your reason why, um, I felt like I had to share. And even if it just touched one person, if it helped one person, Mm -hmm. it was worth it. Yeah. So I said, yes. And I was so obviously grateful that you did. And I know I've told you a million times, but I haven't told everybody that's listening. Um, my, the purpose behind shift was all the shifts that happen and people 
tend to diminish their shifts if they don't seem big enough. And so the book, you know, your journey, you know, was a lot. And I, you know, went through some of it with you and I was like, you know, I hope she's willing to share that because it can change the trajectory of a lot of relationships. So I am so glad in the amount of people that have commented on your chapter, I think, you know, concludes that you made a good decision. It's so. really been amazing, humbling, amazing. I mean, it's just, yeah. I had no idea mm-hmm. how many people yeah. it would impact. I mean, and I'm sure I've only heard of, you know, a few here and there, mm-hmm. but I'm, you know, there's probably people who I don't even know that, you know, all of these chapters have affected. Right. Right. Yep. So since we're on that topic, tell us, And, you know, you can go about it how you want to share the story, but really dig into before your shift, who were you, what was going on before we can, you know, learn about the the joy and all that, that you've experienced since then. Tell us a little bit of the, the hard stuff. So in case somebody listening is in that space right now, they can be like, oh, um, yeah, tell us a little bit about that. I mean, it all, it wasn't all hard. It really wasn't. I just felt I, at the, you know, the it, my shift kind of came in a couple waves, but, um, you know, I had been married, I believe around 17 years at the time, um, of, of the first shift. And, um, it's, it, my relationship was just stale. It was mm-hmm. just, I didn't feel loved. I didn't feel valued. I didn't feel appreciated. It was just, um, you know, you've been married 17 years and, right. and sometimes you just stop trying and you're just there. And we've, we had two kids and, um, you know, a teenager and then one preteen. And so, um, you know, I think that it, I just had come to the conclusion where I just, I kind of, I don't love you anymore. I didn't love him anymore. And so mm-hmm. I, made the decision that I didn't want to live the rest of my life like that. I, I wanted to feel loved. I wanted to feel valued. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to have a very enriching marriage that, you know, I helped him, he helped me and it just wasn't happening. And so mm-hmm. I was leaving for a, a thermography conference actually. And sat, you know, we had lunch and I said, I, you know, I don't love you anymore. And I feel like we need to separate um, mm-hmm. and either figure it out or just go our separate ways. And, um, you know, my oldest daughter was old enough to know, um, what was going on. And I went off to the conference to Washington DC. And, um, while I was there, met a couple of, of girls, uh, other thermographers that really, um, it's just, it's still, I'm still in awe when I think about it because, um, I didn't go to that thermography conference for thermography. <laughs> I'm yeah. like getting emotional about it because it just, yeah. it was huge. Um, meeting these two girls who I had, I had, I had no idea who they were before. And by the end mm-hmm. of that conference, we became so close, you know, talking about our marriages and, mm-hmm. and I, I told them all about what was going on with me. Cause it was so, it was happening right now. It was very huge yeah. in my life. And, mm-hmm. um, they both, both of them, one had gone through a divorce and one of them almost went through a divorce. Um, mm-hmm. one of them said, it's not always greener on the other side. The one who went through a divorce said, you know, you just, you just need to think about that. It's not always greener on the other side. And, you know, and may, it might be worth pursuing counseling 
you know, and just trying to make this better. And the other one said, I hear you. I went through the same thing and um, this is what I did. And our marriage has never been better. Hmm. And then I flew home, got home like midnight and my daughter was in the kitchen waiting for me. And mm-hmm. um, she just said, she begged me. She said, mom, please stay. Please don't, don't separate. Please try, just try. Yeah. And I, between my new friends <laughs> and uh, my Audrey, my oldest daughter, I just, I, I had to try. I'm like, I have to, mm-hmm. I have to try because we hadn't tried. Right. It was just, right. this is the way it is. So yeah. So I think that's where um, I, you know, I went to see a counselor and um, I told Mike I was, I was, you know, going to try to rekindle the love that I had. And I told him, this is why I don't want to stay. You know, this is how I mm-hmm. feel. And um, he was very receptive to that. He didn't want me to leave. And mm-hmm. um, so I was very fortunate that he didn't say, okay. Because right. that, I think that would have been the end. <laughs> right. So I'm very fortunate that he wanted, he did want me. He loved me and wanted me enough to where he was willing to work on it as well. So I think that's mm-hmm. where we were um, before I went through the counseling and, and we had com- a lot of conversation and then, you know, mm-hmm. shift. But a lot of the shift came from me. Um, right. And my mindset, um, he totally mm-hmm. shifted as well, but mm-hmm. you know, the, the shift I felt was his problem. It was really a lot of my problem. So well. before you go into that, what two things I have heard many times, why you go to something is not why you're there. And that is shown kind of like what you said, you go to this thing and, you know, call it God, universe, whatever, something it, it may not be. I've been in many things and I'm like, oh, I'm going to learn about abundance or whatever. And then some massive total shift happens. And I'm like, it's wild. So two things. That's really interesting. So I was curious, when did you know that you weren't at the thermography um, seminar or whatever you call it for, for thermography? That's question one. And don't answer it yet. And then number two is what did the girl say that helped her marriage? And then we'll carry on. So we, during the conference, it was the night before the last day, they, Mm -hmm. uh, they took us on a dinner cruise. Um, and so we were in this big bus on our way to the dinner cruise and I was sitting next to, um, one of the girls and that's Mm kind of when it all came out. And, um, we had like a a 40 minute drive, you know, and so Mm -hmm. we had 40 minutes to chat and, It was, it was a huge release because honestly, I don't think I had, I don't think I had shared it with anybody. Really? You know, not even my closest friend. I hadn't. And, um, and so it was just a really big release for me. And then, um, and then after the the conference was done, we had dinner before I went back to the airport and at dinner, the three of us just I cashed it out and, and chatted. Um, so that's, you know, I think it was like the night before the last day. So it was a second day. I just, Mm -hmm. I knew I'm like, why am I sharing this with her? I just met her, you know, but she was like, I there, you know, I think 
really God put me in that situation Mm -hmm. to meet these two amazing women. Right. And then, um, you know, the one that had almost got divorced just basically said, um, you know, they had went through a lot of counseling and just looked really, each of them, I think, looked deep into themselves Mm -hmm. to, to figure this out. So I think through the counseling and just the, you know, figuring out what we can do differently, you know, as Mm -hmm. a wife or a husband. Right. Really helped them. So you said something, um, I gotta remember it. Um, And I lost my train of thought. Um, anyway, it'll come back to me. So looking inside yourself is harder than pointing the finger. It's easier to say, Hey Mike, you're doing this. So yeah. So tell us, I guess a little bit. Oh, I know. I know my question. So why? And the reason I ask this, cause I bet, I bet there's somebody listening that's having a, whatever struggle in their relationship that hasn't shared it with anybody of their closest friends. Was that shame that, or you just, I know you said you're a private person, but do you know what was around that, that why you wouldn't share it with your closest friends? I think, yes, I do. <laughs> I think part of it is shame. Yeah. And part yeah. of it was, um, and this is another shift that happened in my life of having the, um, I felt like I always had to make a perfect appearance. Hmm. Uh, you know, my marriage is perfect. I'm a perfect mom. My house is very clean and perfect, but my, my job is perfect. You know, I just, yeah. I wanted that perfect, um, appearance to people, I guess. And I, yeah. and I've really had to work on that too. Like I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. Nobody's perfect. And I'm far right. from perfect. <laughs> right? right. And right. I just own it now. I just own it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that. Cause I, you know, I, I think shame is, you know, however you feel like something has to look, everybody has feels that somewhere in their life, you know, like it should look like this. And then when it doesn't, you don't know what to do with that. So introspection, looking inside yourself, that's what I'm hearing is what created this big shift. So what, what did you do? Well, I, um, one of the, the therapists I was seeing at the time, she, um, you know, knowing, that I wanted to work on bringing that spark back between us. Um, Mm -hmm. One of the things that she said was that I, that just really changed the trajectory of my whole mindset Mm -hmm. for everything. And not just this is pick, you know, there's a reason you guys fell in love. You know, think of three reasons why your favorite reasons in uh, about him that, yeah, why you fell in love. Why do you love him? The three biggest mm-hmm. reasons. Wait, what do you love most about him? So I did. I wrote those down. I physically wrote them down. And she said, every time you have a negative thought, which was all the time with him yeah. at the time, it was all the time. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't like that. Everything bothered me. Everything, he, you know, I just, I couldn't get into that positive mindset. So mm-hmm. every time I really tried to focus on remembering one or all of those three things that I loved mm-hmm. most about him. It's humor. One of my favorite yeah. things about him is his humor. And, yeah. um, you know, so just when I had that negative thought to shift those two, and think of, a, uh, you know, an instance where he made me laugh 
or that I loved mm-hmm. his humor, that, that he was funny with the girls or something, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, that's what I would revert to when I had that negative thought all the time. <laughs> I would think <laughs> about those three that I loved most about him. So I was right. thinking about right. those three words in different, you know, scenarios um, yeah. that would shift my mind from a negative to a positive. Mm-hmm. And how fast did that work? Cause it, I, I imagine it wasn't like, Oh, yay. <laughs> you know, it wasn't overnight, thoughtful. but I, it really wasn't overnight, but it was faster than I ever thought it would happen. Hmm. And part of the reason that I think it was quick is because I had someone on the other side, my husband who was really um, making a shift himself. And mm-hmm. so he was trying very hard to make me feel loved, to make me feel beautiful, you know, to make me feel valued. And, um, I, so I think along with that, um, and Mm -hmm. it wasn't, it wasn't overnight, but you know, I don't know, a few months, I mean, my, we went out on a first date again, like not a first date, but we went out on a date, I guess our first date since all of this happened. And I mean, I, I felt butterflies like I did when I first started dating him. It was weird. Like it was weird. So there was a spark. And, yeah. So over chocolate how long martinis. ago was that? What? <laughs> over chocolate martinis. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> that helps, right? Right. Totally helps. So that, um, I think that first time it was eight years ago ish. So about 2015. Okay. 16. So things got better. Things got better. And then we just went through another rough patch. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, um, you know, it was a different rough patch, not one that I don't necessarily want to share. Um, Mm -hmm. but it, it was a different rough patch, but it, you know, th- seeing another therapist really um, helped me through that. And that took a lot longer mm-hmm. for me to get through, for him to get through, for us to get through. Um, but that's when, um, that's when just another shift in my mindset, yeah, you know, started happening. So it's, it's, it wasn't like a completely different shift. It was, you know, mm-hmm. I just had to read it that yeah. and really you know we had to work through different things but right it was re- it was so worth do you it. feel like do you feel like the tools in your toolbox from the first shift did you carry forward because we all can you know fall into like a little rut and you know be like yeah. the way he's eating annoys me and you're back on that track again where you right. forget the humor and the things that you love so during you know from 15 to whenever the next shift started did you hold on to that or were you kind of topsy-turvy with it? I mean, I, I mean, I was, that's a, a tough question because I was very, I still had that in the back of my head, right? I still had mm-hmm. it, but, um, I think, you know, there were times where it was hard to think yeah. more positively, yeah. you know, um, when, I felt like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is, this is the time that we're going to go under. And, um, and it did feel hopeless. So it was very hard to, to think Mm -hmm. that way. Um, and, and a lot of 
the second shift happened just through more communication with him Mm -hmm. and going through a marriage book that had, you know, chapters where you had homework and then you had to communicate. So we talked through everything. Mm -hmm. And, um, but one of those things in there was making sure we saw and remembered the positive, you know, and wrote down the positive and affirmed Mm -hmm. each other, you know, so it was still that positive shift. It just looked differently than the first time. Right. And that's what I was kind of getting to. So if somebody's listening and they're like, you know, I've done that and I feel like I am positive, you know, it doesn't always need to look a certain way. And so that can look different. And I guess that's, you know, watching, you know, as they're watching you and yeah, it was good in 15 and then you can still go through cycles and it's not like, you know, you have this mm-hmm. one little tool in your toolbox and it's like, la, 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 you know, that it's, it's a journey. Um, yeah. So if you're open to it, what, tell us about now, like how, how has all the, all of that shaped to you and where everything is now? I think, you know, learning to, to see the positive in him to see your favorite things in him has helped me in other relationships, you know, see the positive in other people as well, or in circumstances, you know, um, I firmly believe that, um, you know, there's a reason for everything. Everything happens for a reason. And, you know, just recently I, you know, I had to, um, reschedule something I've been looking so forward to doing. And, um, it was very disappointed. I literally had been waiting for a year and just, Mm -hmm. you know, remembering when that happened, being so disappointed that there's a purpose for this. And I may not know it now. I may not know it ever, but there's a purpose for this and it's going to happen when it's supposed to happen. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you, it's, it's hard to, to go down in, um, in that rabbit hole and just, you know, think of all the negative, well, I have to reschedule this, I have to reschedule that. And this is, you know, this and that I lost money on this. And, but it's, you know, it's okay. I, everything happens for a reason and it just changes your, your outlook on things. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if, if a family member or a friend is like, I don't know, bugging, bothering me or, you know, or saying something or, you know, I try to shift my mindset in remembering the good about them because there's good in everybody. Most Mm -hmm. people, right? (laughs) Um, But but anyway, you know what I mean? Just shifting that negative into a positive. And Mm -hmm. honestly, it's just, it helps you stay happy. Like it helps that internal joy in your Mm -hmm. inside of you because we're so in tune, I think, in a habit of thinking and saying things in a negative way. Right. And so if we right. can just shift that, so that's not the first thing that we think of. It's, you know, mm-hmm. we just turn it around into a positive. It just, it makes every aspect of your life better. Right. Right. So I was thinking about when, you know, things had to be rescheduled for you. And I'm like, gosh, I wonder if when the new date come, you know, appointment comes together, if so many things could be revealed on a connecting with somebody, meeting somebody, I don't know. And I think that'll be neat to play out. Yeah. Um, Well, honestly, already, um, both my parents had COVID and, and found out just a couple days after 
So had I, had I had this all happened when it was going to happen, I wouldn't have Mm -hmm. been able to be there for my parents to, you know, to get them their Mm -hmm. supplements and medication they needed to get them their groceries that they needed to feed them, Mm -hmm. bring them food. And, you know, so it's already, I can see the, you know, the part of the why at least, right. You know, Mm-hmm. But it is it is yeah. interesting when you have that perspective to that you're you know that sometimes you figure out oh okay this is why this happened mm-hmm. and that's you know I think one of the biggest things I've learned in the last year is is that perspective of trusting you know that you're going this direction you don't even know why and that's okay you know there is disappointment and we're human and there is that but if two days later, I mean, you already have the awareness to be like, well, maybe this was, this was the simple reason why. And they needed you. I'm sure they needed you. And, and what a gift, even though it was a massive inconvenience, you know? And I think if we all could live like that a little bit more and just trust that it's an easier life, you know? No, I agree. Mm -hmm. So if you were writing a little, um, I don't know, note card. And everybody was to read your little note card that said, Hey, if you're struggling, obviously the first, one of the first things you would say is write down three things that you love or like about them and replace that. Is there anything else from your personal experience that you would put on that note card for number two? And everybody, she had no idea I was asking this question. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) I think, um, I think everybody should know that there is a purpose in the world for them, that they are Mm -hmm. valued. And I, and I felt like, you know, for a while I, I felt so devalued. And so like, what is my purpose? Why, you Mm -hmm. know, I, I wanted to feel validated and, um, and it wasn't that he wasn't validating me. It was because I did not have the mindset to validate myself. Right. And, and right. I feel every, and I just feel everybody should feel validated and there's a purpose for everybody. Um, I think that's, I think that's what I would write. And I, and, and intention, um, is a big word for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I love the word intention. I think a lot of things have to be intentional and yeah. thinking positively, you know, you have to be intentional because habitually we want to be negative. Right. And so, right. you know, just be intentional about telling yourself, give yourself affirmations, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you are loved, you're valued, yeah. you're beautiful. You know, it comes from within yourself and not just other people. Right. Is that how you, since we opened this can of worms, it leads me to another question. Is that how you validated yourself? Cause that's some deep stuff. I mean, I did the same thing. I mean, I, you know, I would look in the mirror and say, I love you. I mean, it's, it's so, you know, it's so weird at first, but you got to get, you know, you got to start somewhere. So is that part of how you validated yourself is reaffirming different things that you would do or feel or be or have? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Affirmations. It was, um, Mm -hmm. you know, writing them down, looking at them all the time, Mm -hmm. journaling about it. Um, You know, I think words are powerful. And, you know, people who say affirmations don't work probably had didn't do it 
consistently enough, didn't do it long mm-hmm. enough. I don't know. Um, yep. you know, it's not just gonna, you don't just say these affirmations and poof, there you go. You know, it's a, it's a work right. in progress and, and, um, and you have to have intention. <laughs> mm-hmm. You have right. to have intention. When you say it, you can't just, uh, I'm beautiful. You know, right. you have to have, right, right, right. So, yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, anything else you want to share with us about your journey that you haven't shared? I don't know. I think we covered. <laughs> I mean, I do too, but I just, I just want to give you that space in case you're like, Hey, one more thing. Okay. April, if anybody wants to get a hold of you for thermography or your journey and you know, anything like that, where, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Um, probably texting or email. Um, email is info at Midwest okay. And, uh, you can text or call 314-882-7529. All right. Or if somebody wants to reach out to me, I can introduce you to April as well. And thank you. It was, you know, I know that asking you to be in shift was like a no, and maybe this was a no too. I don't know. (laughs) I never asked you, but you said yes. And here you are. And I'm super grateful that (laughs) you're on here today, sharing something that's so personal. Um, we all, you know, it's hard to share something that's that intimate. And I so appreciate you for that. Well, I appreciate, yes, I appreciate the opportunity. Um, and I hope, you know, hoping doing this in the hopes that other people in the same situation will, um, you know, have some hope. Yep. I love it. All right, guys. Thank you. And keep doing your shift with intention. 